The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. Okay. Well, just for the record, we got a son in Phoenix, too. 52 to... <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sunny in Phoenix podcast, a weekly podcast where we keep you up to date on everything Phoenix Suns basketball. My name is Charlie Erling, and as always, I'm joined by Mitch Krumpetich. Hello. Uh, This week on the episode, we will be recapping the first three games of the preseason, one against the Kings, two against the Lakers, and we'll preview the Blazers at Suns to to complete the preseason. That'll be Wednesday. And after that, we'll give our quick takeaways from the preseason in a whole and then do a little bit of a preview for what we expect to see this next season. Follow us on Twitter at Sunny and PHX Pod. Same thing for Instagram. Go on iTunes, leave us a five-star review and a comment, and you will get a shout-out on the show. Shout-outs are in order for our first preseason bet question. So shout-out to friend of the show at Comic Evangelist on Twitter. We were guessing Jalen Smith points. Um, uh, Comic Evangelist said eight points. Jalen Smith had four. So shout out to Comic Evangelist. Follow him on Twitter. And then between the two of us, I don't even remember what we said, but I know I said more than you. And I think you said 12 and I said 15 or something. So I wasn't close, but, you know, it's preseason for, for the bet question, too. Hey, we were uh, a game off though because he kind of we kind of popped off in the sec- the second third yes, preseason games. So. He did, he did. So, yeah, but uh, we'll do one more preseason bet question that we'll talk about later, and then we'll be getting to the regular season. So, that's where it really counts. That's where it matters. That's right. I'm not going to take a victory lap for this one or anything. <laughs> Predicting Jalen Smith points, not something I'd be uh, putting money on on DraftKings, if you know what I'm saying. Me either. Okay, we have seen three Suns preseason games. The first one against the Kings is what we'll start off talking about. This one was the only loss we've seen so far, 117 to 106. And to start the preseason off here, we did not have CP3. We did not have Devin Booker. So we got to go into this one seeing Campaign and Landry Shamit as our two starting guards. And I just want to go back to one thing you said. You said we saw this game. Well, the Kings don't broadcast preseason games for whatever reason. It wasn't televised. So I did not see this game. Uh, It was probably for the best, though. I I found a little something-something. Maybe I shouldn't be talking about that, but... uh... (laughs) I, I was able to catch some of it. It was synced up with their radio announcer, so it was kind of a weird experience, and maybe I didn't watch the whole thing. But, I mean, this is how we got the season off going, and they looked pretty decent. I mean, they're returning a lot of guys like we are, too, and they looked ready to go, and they had all their guys playing. So Kings came out looking good to start, and, yeah, we, we were uh, slacking behind a little bit in this one, but... 
I mean, first preseason game, you're missing your two best players. You can't expect a ton. Right. And the Kings, I'm not going to say they'll be good next year or anything, but they might be okay. They still have some good pieces, and they've had issues with injuries. Uh, Marvin Bagley the third, especially. But they might be okay. Yeah, they could be. And, yeah. Bagley is such a question mark. I mean, if if he comes anywhere near to the potential that a lot of people thought he had, that that'd be huge for them. That's what they need. And I I don't know, I don't know if I love all the guards that they're going to try to play at the same time. We'll have to see how that works because I mean, you turn in a lot of situations, you have Halliburton playing small forward if you really want to look at it that way. So, yeah. We'll we'll see how that works out once we get into the the regular season, though. Yeah, but still exciting. This was the first one back. And like you said, no Booker, no Chris Paul. Booker uh, has recovered from COVID officially. He is vaccinated, so it, it didn't last as long. It wasn't as severe because of that. Um but I imagine they're just giving him as much rest as he can get, given that, given that he played in the Olympics. So, well, but JaVale, he's playing. But still, JaVale didn't yeah. have COVID either. So, yeah, Booker, it's okay that he's not playing in the preseason. And I have this weird thing, and I don't really know exactly why, but I never want to win every preseason game. I just have something in my mind that's like, if you win all of them, that's bad luck, I guess, even though I don't really like believe in luck. But yeah, I always am like, go three and one. Yeah. I'm glad we lost to the Kings and not the Lakers, too. Yeah, that's that's even better. <laughs> I would much rather lose to the Kings than the Lakers. Oh, boy. The Lakers. Let's talk about the two games against the Lakers. And the first one. We end up with the win, 117 to 105. Uh, this is where Chris Paul made his debut, and it was good to see a, a lot of guys get it going. A lot of guys in double figures in this one. Crowder with 13, Bridges with 15, Aiton with 14, Nader with 10, Johnson with t- 13, and then McGee with 12, and Payne with 11. That's a ton of guys in double figures. Lots of just the the minute spread on this is kind of what you like to see in the preseason. Your guys who are going to be playing, they're getting out there, getting the majority of the run, but there's still plenty of minutes for guys like Randall and Alfred Payton to go show what they're capable of too. Yeah, I this is the game that I was able to see the most of, and I was happy with it. I was a little surprised that Chris Paul played, but he must have wanted to, so... That's cool. And he looked good. I mean, there's just a huge difference when he's on the court, obviously. Aiton looks like he hasn't lost a step. Bridges was hitting some nice shots. Landry Shamit, we talked about it in this game. Landry Shamit is just Devin Booker light, basically. Yeah. Very similar game. They have they almost look a little bit similar at times, too. When I first was watching, I was watching on my phone and I was like, is that Booker? No, he's not playing today. But it, it kind of looks like him just for a split second. It so, really does. It, it, because when you see the starting lineup out there and it's just Bridges, or uh, excuse me, Shaman instead of Booker, and you just glance, or yeah, if you're watching on a phone, that, that does 
look like D book. You know, we've yeah. we've seen that so much. It does does cross the mind, and it did cross mine a few times. But he's been. Let's talk about him for just a quick second. He's fitting in right away. Him and McGee both. And we've been able to see it since the tip-off of the first game. These guys feel confident in the system. There's some good chemistry going on with the with the old guys on the Suns franchise. I mean, it, it just seems like these guys are a match made in heaven for our roster. Yes. I was actually thinking about it this morning. Landry Shamit basically just replaced Javon Carter. And... I was asking myself, who would I rather have, Landry Shamit or Javon Carter? And it's so easy. Landry Shamit, 10 times out of 10. Yeah. I mean, Javon was a nice locker room guy, had a couple good games throughout his career with the Suns, and I wish him all the best. Good guy. But Landry Shamit is such an upgrade. And he's, he's yeah, such yeah. a great fit. It, at the shooting guard spot. And I don't know what Carter is really. Is he a shooting guard? Is he a point guard? It's tough to say. He he can guard either position, I'd say. He's a great defender. But yeah. with Sham, it, it's, it's a bit similar, but you feel more comfortable with him at the two. But then again, I'd rather have the ball in Shamit's hands than Carter's in a playmaking situation too. Yes. So Just that's an upgrade. And it's it's yeah. funny to look back at that whole trade and how we sent 29 or 28, whatever the pick was. And then yeah. Dayron Sharp, the guy that me and you kind of liked with that pick, if we were yeah. to keep it. Uh, just imagine, had we done nothing in it, were Javon Carter and then Sharp, a rookie, compared to Shamit and then the free agency signing of JaVale McGee to be our right. backup center. Right. I, I like the way that that panned out. And it's not yes. fun trading away a pick on draft, like right before the draft. As a fan, you you want to see a new guy come in, but yeah, this situation worked out pretty great. Yeah, I think so. Definitely upgrades at both of those positions, which were positions of need. And I just think about Monty's system, and Javon Carter just never really fit that. Javon Carter likes to handle the ball. He likes to be fancy. He likes to drive to the hoop. And that's just not what our system is. The point five, the quick decision-making and Landry Shamet fits that so much better. Absolutely. Uh, one last takeaway from this first Lakers game. Mikhail Bridges played 25 minutes and shot 18 shots. Yeah. I want to see more of that. We need that when Booker's not on the court. And, yes. I mean, Shamet only took five in this one. I'd, I'd like to see him shoot a little more than that, honestly. But seeing Bridges looking more confident in every facet of the offensive game, trying to get to the rim, shooting the three. Uh, the mid-range shot has been looking really nice so far this preseason. It's been uh, it's been great. And another guy that you can kind of lean on to get some buckets for you when you need it, that'll never hurt a basketball team, and that's something that Mikhail has added. Yeah, and I also think it goes back to IQ. He is so smart, and... When he gets really hot from three, that just opens opens the floor up for Aiton more. And Bridges knows when to pass. So when he is getting double teamed maybe, or the defense is focusing on that three-point line even more, that's just going to open everything up for Aiton even more. I mean, things are pretty open for him. Aiton's hard to stop. But 
when Mikhail is hitting and you still have to worry about Booker and guys like Shamit and Chris Paul, of course, that just opens things up so much. Cam Johnson, too, has been shooting well. We've just really designed this team uh, to be hard to stop. Oh, yeah. And the one thing I we've seen from Bridges in both of these Lakers games, if he gets a mismatch and has a guy shorter on him, he is looking to take him right to that free throw line, maybe get it a little bit inside the paint. And with that turnaround jumper, we're just rising up right over him. And, oh, I love seeing that. I I love, like, that's his shot. He's not afraid about the mid-range. That's considered a mid-range, I'd say. So, I mean, we got Chris, D-Book, and now Mikhail. Maybe even Cam Johnson all of a sudden with his step backs. I mean, they they'll to make a certain it, extent too. Absolutely right. A quick turnaround. We're dangerous from mid range, and uh, you know we had Shamit. We have good shooters already with Crowder and Bridges and Johnson and everybody. We're, we're dangerous from everywhere. Yeah, Ugh, I'm so ready for the season to start. I'm excited and, for these games to actually count. And the lobs to McGee. Yes, we've, we've seen a few of those. Uh, campaign getting a little connection with him i think i've seen a few from chris too um it's preseason, but it's tough not to be excited about just seeing how these guys are still on the same page and still yes. still firing like this yes that reminds me of another point that i realized though it looks like campaign is going to be the first off the bench in a lot of these games Right, which makes sense. That's how we did it last year for the most part. Chris Paul takes his rest in the first quarter, which is necessary. And then I imagine it'll probably be McGee and Shamit coming in next to give Booker and Aiton a rest. But those guys, I know a lot of times would play the, the entire first quarter last season. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see if we keep it up with that rotation or if maybe we pull Booker before the end of the first but it's still looking like campaign is going to be the first off the bench. Yep. And I'll just throw this in. The the little twinge of excitement I get every time I see JaVale McGee coming in to check in for Aiton. Oh, I, I just love it. It feels like there's not a huge step down, you know. And the way that McGee's been playing, I mean, he's kind of matching Aiton's output pretty similarly in these yeah, games so it's nice i i mean obviously aiden's the the more polished guy but mcgee can come in and and do his job just fine yeah uh it just makes me wish dario was healthy because how nice would it be to have mcgee still come in for aiden and to have dario healthy oh yeah uh, that'd be that'd be something and i haven't had a single complaint about Jalen Smith this preseason, but no. man, with the healthy Dario here too, that would be so nice. Oh, because when we talked about this a couple years ago, now of what's Dario's role going to be? Backup four, backup five? Does he start? You know, we talked about that a while back. Now, definitely, he wouldn't start, but I don't know. He might be able to fit into that backup four role a little bit more, which is tough because some of those guys can be very athletic, but. He can shoot, he can stretch the floor, he can do his thing a little bit more rather than having to fill the role of the backup five, which we really went back and forth on for a long time. 
Yeah. So I know it's a big what if, but and as, it's so- even like a you look back to how the Bucks beat us in the finals and yeah. how many rebounds we gave up and missed out on. Right. I mean, throw Dario in there at yes. the four. That's another big body who, you know, he'll at least box out. He'll he'll That's get right. in the way. That's clear right. some room for Aiden at yeah. the at the least. Yeah. All right. Uh, next Lakers game, Suns win 123-94. to This was just uh, last night as of recording. And we we gave it to them pretty good in this one is just a good way to put it. We looked like the superior team up and down. Obviously, they, they didn't have LeBron out there. They didn't have Monk. They didn't have Horton Tucker, but we didn't have Booker and Saric, as we're talking about, obviously. But... I mean, we just looked like we were firing on all cylinders. We're getting really close to the start of the regular season, and this is what you want to see. Yes. Now, I know everyone's saying, oh, the Lakers are going to be great. The Lakers are going to win the West, like they say every year. I I don't know about that. I know it's preseason, and everyone's going to say, oh, it's just preseason. It doesn't matter. Russell Westbrook has nine turnovers in this game. I mean, he is prone to do that in the regular season, too. This team, I don't know. I look at these guys, Kent Bazemore, Wayne Ellington, DeAndre Jordan, Westbrook, Anthony, Trevor Ariza, Dwight Howard, Malik Monk, Kendrick Nunn. Are these guys who are actually good still? Rondo. Like, sure, they're going to win some games, but is it sustainable? Are they actually good? Uh, I, I'm a Lakers hater, so obviously I'm going to say <laughs> I don't think this is going to work at all. Yeah. <laughs> I really don't because this is uh, – we're going to talk about this in a minute on our side, but the NBA put out a um, continuity rankings for each team and who they're returning and how many of their minutes they're returning. The Lakers are bringing three players back from last season that um, they played 23% of the total minutes of the Lakers last year. They're by far the worst when it comes to that in the NBA. They're ranked 30. Uh, Number 29 ranked Chicago is returning 43% of their minutes. So a full 20% more compared to the Lakers. And yeah, these guys would have been great. Eight years ago, nine years right. ago. Right. And it's it's fun to think about. I mean, these are the guys that uh, I grew up watching, I guess, when they yeah. were young. It was kind of uh, co- cool to grow with these guys. But it's not going to work nowadays. It, it's absolutely not. And LeBron is a great player. But can LeBron and Russell Westbrook share the court and do anything well together? Right. Right. Is Russ is Russ going to play 16 minutes per game while LeBron sits out? How I don't get how this is going to work. Are they going to play Trevor Ariza? Is he the answer at at the three? I don't get it, man. I really don't get it. I think their lead GM LeBron playing the general manager role. It's uh, it's washed up. I've been yeah. watching a lot of Gordon Ramsay episodes <laughs> lately, and I feel like he's he'd walk it and be like, you guys have been trying this for far too long. It doesn't work. You need to start with something fresh. And 
you could have gone a lot of different ways getting rid of all those guys and then just having LeBron and AD, you probably could have built something pretty decent and then even set themselves up for the future. What future is there after LeBron and AD go? Right, right. Oh, it's going to be it's going to be ugly. Yeah, I think so too and I'm very curious to see what these sports books set the the Lakers number of wins at. Oh, I'll I'll take the under. I'll, I will for sure take the under, but it's going to be interesting to see what it gets set at. I mean, does it get set at 50 because it's the Lakers and people think they're going to be great? <laughs> I don't know, but I, I don't, don't, know I don't see them winning 50 games. No, I bet they have a heck of a time in the locker room. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's probably going to be fun for those guys all hanging out, you know, all. Yes. All peers, yeah. kind of, but uh, that's right. But no, you make a good point. I think about Carmelo. Like, of course, he has been fairly good over the last couple of years after being pretty poor and thinking his career was over. Yeah, not being able to get back into the league right. for a little bit. Right. Of time. And it's like, how much longer is that going to last for him? This this good stride that he's had. Because, yeah, eight or nine years ago, that would have been huge. They would have been a, a real super team. But <laughs> now, <laughs> but yeah, like Carmelo's a great example. Because I said this on the show before. I loved Carmelo when he was young and playing in Denver. I loved him. And I was really sad when he went to the Knicks. But I still kind of rooted for him. And a lot has changed since then. Oh, absolutely. And he really... He shot it well in this game against us. He went five for seven from downtown, but what else is the guy really going to do? What's he going to do 70 games into the season? How gassed are you all going to be game three of the first round of the playoffs if you make it there? I mean, how many games are you going to sit LeBron and AD again? I know. Well, people make this criticism about Chris Paul and his age and how much longer can he do this? Imagine if six other guys on our team were like them. <laughs> if the Suns, literally, if the Suns had all these players, people would say, "Oh, the Suns are so washed up." But since it's the Lakers, they say, "Oh, they're going to win the West." Yeah, yeah. They they just have Anthony Davis there to make you think, like, "Oh, maybe, maybe they'll hang out." But Street Clothes isn't going to play eighty-two games. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Oh boy, I love He's, talking smack about. Oh, the Lakers. me too. It's He's a, probably AD is probably times. their best player, though. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Or I guess LeBron. But AD had uh, four field goals made in the first half and had 17 points because he wow. shot that many free throws, and it gave me flashbacks to the playoffs. Yeah. But uh, well, yeah. Let's go on. Yes. One more preseason game, Wednesday, Blazers at Suns before we get a week off before the regular season opens. So what are you expecting to see? Any Anything uh, flashy out of someone? Do you expect someone to... Uh, I, I just feel like everything's pretty well set for the, yeah. for the roster. I think this is a tune-up game. We have a full week before our first regular season game on the 20th against the Nuggets. This is just going to be polish it off, get ready to go for game one of the regular season, get your legs under you a little bit. It doesn't look like Booker's going to play still, which is fine. doesn't bother me at all. I don't know if Chris Paul will. Maybe a few minutes, 10, 12 minutes, if I had to guess. Um, yeah, just 
get get the rotation firmed up. Don't show too much though. And yeah, I'm not looking for anything huge here. Of course, it's nice to win. It's at home. Uh, I noticed in the the first Lakers game that was at home, quite a few people in the stands. And oh yeah, we also have to shout out the Mercury who are in the WNBA finals. That's right. We talked about that last week, but I know they've been working with these double headers, and I believe they changed the time for this game against the Blazers so that people can stay and watch the Mercury game oh, cool. afterwards. I believe they did that too. Cool. So yeah, it's uh it's gonna be a nice little tune up and then go full force into the regular season. Yeah. One thing I'd like to see, we've uh, Shamit's been starting all of these games. I want to see him run more with the second unit and less with the starters, just to, uh, you know, see what that looks like a little bit more. McGee's been in his place, but you know, we we just haven't seen Shamit in his true role. So maybe if we could do something to uh, promote those minutes a little bit more in this last one, that's what I'd like to see, I guess. Yeah. And uh, you know. The rotation is gone. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. Who's going to beat who out for the last few minutes, the 10th spot on our bench uh, between Nader and Jalen Smith? And it seems like it's going to be Nader. Yeah, uh, I think so. I think we, we were all kind of leaning that way and all the trade talk that was happening too. But it does seem like we'll be going uh, – nader in there and then it's pretty much just jay and cam in at the four for pretty much the whole game right yeah yeah Yeah. that's what it seems like unless we try to go small and put nader in that spot yeah i wouldn't be surprised i don't like when we do that we did try to do that i remember in the i think it was the clippers series they were going small so we were trying to do that a little bit Eh. i don't like it i don't either (laughs) And, you know, Jalen Smith, though, I, I'm a fan. I think he he did have a nice showing in the preseason. I hope we keep him in Dario. I don't want Thad Young. I, I feel like adding Thad Young at this point would just be uh, goofing with something and not a huge plus. Yeah, I don't think it would be very necessary at this no, point either. No. So, yeah, if, you know, a guy gets in foul trouble or a short injury... We have Jalen Smith and Frank Kaminsky that can go chip in in those situations, and I think that's plenty. Yeah, I agree. And we also just have to see how things go throughout the regular season. We may make a move in season if something isn't working. But as of right now, it seems like things are pretty set. Right. Why would something all of a sudden stop working? Right. This is also the game for our bet question. So final preseason bet question. So get all that practice in before it really counts. We're going to look at Landry Shamit points. How many points will Landry Shamit score in Wednesday's final preseason game against the Blazers? And you went first last time, so I'll go first this time. I will say nine. Nine. And we're pretty sure no book for the final. I'm going to go big. He's going to show out. 16. 16. Okay. So let us know on Twitter at Sunny and PHX Pod and just give us your guess. I was also considering something. I think this year we should have a hashtag for the bet question. So oh. if you have any ideas for what our hashtag could be, throw them at us and 
we'll read them. We'll think about it ourselves, too. I don't have anything off the top of my head, but I think I want to have a hashtag. I like it. I like it. Time we get with the times. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, To wrap things up, we're going to do a little preview of the season before we do our legitimate preview of the season next week. Uh, we'll be we'll be guessing Suns wins and point totals for players, who our MVP is going to be, et cetera, things like that. But this week, we're going to just talk about what we saw from the preseason as a whole and how that's going to translate over into the regular season. And to start with things off, um, we talked about this continuity score ranking that the NBA NBA.com put out. And we talked about the Lakers being in last place with their numbers. Suns are number one. We're returning 11 players and 87% of the minutes the Suns played last year. So it's kind of crazy to think about, especially compared to the Lakers, 23%. So, I mean, who who is missing from this list? Uh, Torrey Craig is gone. Um, Langston Galloway and each one more. And... Is that it? Javon I feel Carter. like we Javon Carter, and that's that's definitely it right there. Yeah. So, and you can think those guys didn't play a ton of minutes. Those were spot minutes for the most part, except for Craig towards the end of the year where he uh, he filled that need that we had. So he did play. Man, out of the thirteen percent missing, I bet he played half of those. Probably. Yeah. Okay, so that, that's one thing that we'll have to make up for. He was the guy who was playing in the finals for us. and uh, But otherwise, man, everyone's back. There's a few teams with similar numbers to us, and sadly, two of them are Denver and Utah. Who, uh, you <laughs> yeah. know, they're, they're going to be all right. They're going to be all right for sure. Dallas has 81%. But what I'm getting at is the reason why we looked the way we did in the preseason, especially against the Lakers, is because everybody's so familiar with each other. And that's why I talk about like what could go wrong for us this year. I just don't see a ton going wrong because last year worked. We improved on what our weaknesses were. And everybody's back and bought in. Same coach, same GM. Every I just love the consistency now after it's been such a crapshoot the last decade of Who's our coach going to be? Who's our bench going to be? Who are our starters going to be? We, we had no idea what the case would be. And now it's it's written in stone. Yeah, things are pretty certain for us going into the season. And I just keep going back to the fact that of that 13%, we upgraded those spots too. Like that's only going to get better. And we made it to the finals last year and really had a chance. So... I'm very encouraged. I wonder what the Bucks percentage was. How much did they return? They returned 10 players, 79%. Okay, so pretty high for them, too. Yeah, it's it's going to be, I think, a very good season. I'm also interested in something. We're going to play 10 more games this year. We only played 72 last year. This year True. is going to be more normal. So 10 more games before the playoffs. Um, I'm wondering what impact that's going to have. And yeah, I mean, I think though, barring any unforeseen things like injuries, which they're going to happen. Uh, you just have to hope that 
Luckily, kind of like last year, Dario's injury was very unfortunate. But for the most part, we stayed pretty healthy throughout the season. We just got to hope that that happens again. But barring anything completely unforeseen, we're really set. Right. And yeah, with 10 more games this season, back to the normal 82, I think we can expect more Chris Paul nights off. And look what we did. We bring in Alfred Payton. I mean... He was with the Knicks last year on their uh, bounce-back season. He played plenty of minutes for them. He's mm-hmm. our third point guard right now. Yeah, that's he nice. could be He could be a lot of teams' backups, no doubt. But yeah. he chose yeah. to come here for the minimum, and uh, I think it's just uh, such a great find. I mean, we can give Chris a night off. Is D-Book going to start taking uh, – games like that i i think he's too young to start doing that i i think so too yeah i mean even if he were to do that we're we're set we we have that great depth and that's going to be that was our weakness last year depth and then size and then we took care of that this year and just uh just built we're building on last year we didn't take anything away hardly tory craig that's that that's the most meaningful the most meaningful part lost from a finals run was Tory Craig. <laughs> We're all right. Pretty encouraging. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I'm feeling good going into the season. And yeah, like you said, we're going to preview the full season next week. We'll have one game to talk about, uh, that Blazers game that we'll briefly go over. And then really it's going to be our full season preview, which is fun. Lots of predictions and maybe we'll go back and look at them. Maybe we won't. (laughs) (laughs) Depends how far off they are. Yeah, exactly. But with that, we are going to move to our non-sports section of the show. So the weather is much nicer here. The weather in Phoenix is the reason why you live in Phoenix now. So I know we've talked in the past about what we typically do when the weather is cooler, but I'm going to pose it a little bit differently because we have to talk about this. What have you done so far this year with the cooler weather? As soon as it cooled down, I went back into operation garage cleanup. I normally record out of the office in, in the garage, but I vacate it during the summer because the little air air window conditioner or the window air conditioner just can't it doesn't keep up when it's like 115 degrees so i bail out of there and then i left it a mess because you know it's 100 degrees in there you don't want to clean it up before you leave it you just leave it right so so now i'm i'm just doing the full garage clean you know you can have the door open it's not there's a breeze that comes through so that that's the that's the first thing i kind of get get down to when it cools down is cleaning up all that crap that you've been avoiding all summer yeah very productive we pulled weeds the other day i think i actually told that story on here but yeah we've done some of that i haven't done anything super exciting i guess but just the other night i was with my wife's family and we just sat outside and that was the first time we've been able to do that and it was so nice and we had to leave um because we had work the next day and everything. And I was like, I could have stayed out there for four more hours. It was just perfect outside. Yeah. The the other day, um, my wife and I woke up and she was like, 
let's drink our coffee out out back. And I was like, yeah, let's yeah. go do that. I yep. had to put a sweatshirt on. Yeah, yeah. Which is insane. insane. It is. Yeah. But, oh, I'm I'm gonna grill after this. I was telling you, I'm gonna grill. And it's the first time I've been able to use my grill at our new house. Oh, so I'm pretty excited about that. It's like a and ceremony almost. Yes. Well, yeah. and my in-laws got us. They know that I like to grill and that I've been waiting for this day. And yeah. they got us a bunch of stuff to have a barbecue. It was nice. a nice little package of paper plates and fun napkins and all that. And one thing that they got us, though, was a hamburger patty shaper. Oh. So you put it, it's a little press. You put your ground yes. beef. So I, I'm going to use it. I can't wait. Um, you're going to want put a piece of parchment paper like oh, on yeah. top of it first so it doesn't get sticky and the beef you, the beef doesn't even ever touch it. Yeah, that's smart. So it stays nice and clean too, but that's still smart. obviously give it a little wash, but it won't get, yeah. it won't get nasty. Those yeah. are those are so handy though. Yeah, I'm excited. Well, because that's been my issue for a long time. <laughs> I don't know how to shape them, and I like to make the smash burgers. Oh and yeah, that's easy on the stovetop because you put it in a ball, smash it down. But you can't really do that on the grill. <laughs> yeah, you're right, man. It, I was thinking about that. Normally. You know, you don't want to turn your stove and oven on all the time during the summer because it just heats up your house a little more. Right. So you'd think you'd want to grill more, but I get to the point where I don't want to stand outside when it's so hot and grill, and I'd rather I'd rather just run the oven or stove. Yeah, air fryer. Kind of. Oh yeah, air fryer. You. I, I need like the the Mitch recipe book for the air fryer because you do some <laughs> wild stuff in there compared to what we. Do. I, I have done some pretty fun things in there. You can use it for anything. For anything, I did bacon one time and I thought my house was gonna burn down. Oh, I did bacon the other day and it was great. It got scary. It was smoky. Oh geez, mine yeah. wasn't smoky. It's like there was a new pope or something. It was, it was, <laughs> it was scary. Oh, All right, geez. I think that that's where we end it, right? Yes. yes. You bet. All right. Well, we thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, we'll be back next week with our season preview. We're going to be predicting everything that everything. you can predict about the sun season. Everything. We'll be there. So at Sunny and PHX Pod, check us on Twitter, and we will see you next week. Go Suns. Bye.